everybody, it's Alex here and welcome back to The Witter, the podcast that explores beauty and wellness through people's stories. Now in this week's episode, I interviewed my mum, Marina Witten. Well, you know, I'll let her speak for herself. It was a real pleasure doing this interview. There were a lot of stories and anecdotes that came out and a lot of um, deeper messages as well. So I hope that you all take something away from it. Enjoy. Uno, dois, três, You know you're going to have to speak English, otherwise nobody's going to understand. Oh, that's our problem. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'm here. What's your name? Uh, I'm going to be interviewed by a very young, uh, charming lady. Yeah. Uh, my name is Marina. Okay. Um, I am um, over 65. And I'm coming from a continent, from Romania, born in Bucharest, ninth, okay, I'll say the date, 28th, 2nd, 1954. People can steal your identity. Don't steal my identity, please. It's not <laughs> valuable. It's not worth it. <laughs> so do your own identity, by all means. Um, but no, my, don't take mine. Okay. And I live in London, North London. Yeah, how long uh, have you lived in London for? I came uh, in 1982, yeah. and so I'm more English-British than I'm Romanian now. Yeah. But I still have accent, which I love it. <laughs> so I hope you can understand me. Otherwise, what can I do? I'm sure everyone will understand you. Mm. So why did you come to London? Well, once upon a time, before 1982, I got married to an Englishman. Mm-hmm. And um, through a lot of uh, interesting adventure, uh, I came to London. It was not very easy mm-hmm. to get out of Romania because in that time was communist system and was the communist system at the worst of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, even if I explain, I don't think people will yeah. understand or actually um, try to, to feel that particular time in my country mm-hmm. um, but anyway so I came here I was quite uh, not a young uh, person 28 mm-hmm. that's quite young still uh, yes yeah, quite young but not when you go through lots of other things mm-hmm. in your life you feel 28 but actually you are 28 but you feel like I'm over 50 mm-hmm. uh, through all the experiences and trying to get out of Romania but anyway the deal was done I got out I came here and um, a different chapter in my life start, mm-hmm. um, which was not easy at all. Mm-hmm. Took a lot of work and a lot of uh, compromise yeah. to, to, to survive it and to understand this particular place in a particular time. Because I came from a different culture, a different um, attitude in family regarding the status of your own family, education and so on. Mm-hmm. And I thought here, England is going to be like in all films, mm. beautiful English, beautiful educated people, <laughs> wonderfully dressed, incredible manners. Mm. So the first shock was um, when I went in the street walking behind people and I was asking my husband, Richard, what kind of language is this? <laughs> and then 
Then you said this is English. And I said, no, it can't be English. This does sound like Japanese. And you say, no, this is a bit of a Cockney language. So that was interesting. Then another thing which a, a bit kind of shocked me, because I thought people would be the same more or less everywhere, mm. was the fact that actually I have been introduced to my husband's friends. Mm. So we were all together in a, of course, pub, drink, having a drink and saying hello. And I went, I thought, you know, his friends are my friends and so on. Mm. So I just went to kind of give them a cuddle and kiss and so on. So don't forget, chaps, this is 1982, 1983. Mm. And um, in that time, was not very cuddly normally mm -hmm. when you meet somebody. You just shake hands or just, you know, very conforming kind of touching. So they were a bit shocked. Um, how come I have this kind of, you know, uh, attitude of, of warmth mm. and uh, to approach them in, like I know them for the rest of their life? Mm. So that was strange because I thought they are very cold, very icy. Yeah. Or if I was talking to um, a man, a friend of his, and if I was touching his leg, then suddenly kind of, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so all sorts of stuff like that. Anyway, I learned, I learned slowly, slowly. As they say, you catch the monkey. So I did catch the monkey at the end. Before the communist system, well, we were very extremely well off. I mean, it was very, there were two uh, families coming from two parts of the Romania, one from north, one from middle. And they all had uh, lots of businesses and uh, they were doing um, deals with uh, France, especially Germany. Um, so they had factory. So they were, they were pretty well off. Everything disappeared and most of the families had been killed once the communists won the rush after the Second War. So because if you are rich, then you are a dirty person, which of course doesn't apply now. Um, so um, they were lots of them killed. So mm -hmm. the family has been actually minimalized to just two, two kind of a generation back. And um, but still, my mom had her shoes matching her handbag, mm -hmm. having gloves. Uh, my grandma was, I mean, always the hair has to be done. You always to, to, to look kind of the best. I'm mm -hmm. not saying I'm not saying like the Kardashians these days all pumped up mm -hmm. and shaken and stir and puffed up with God knows what bloody chemicals, mm -hmm. but in a natural beauty way. And you have to be wearing, let's say, wearing your body, moving to stay straight, mm -hmm. to to have respect for yourself, consideration, love. Because if you don't have it for yourself, you can't give it around. Mm -hmm. That's it. So that's that's how I was very well dressed. I mean, as as much as you can, because it, of course it was not available so much in that time like now. But with the little that we had, and our possibilities, then then we were always kind of color matching, nicely dressed, haircut mm -hmm. properly. So you know, clean. I mean, nobody was smelling of mm -hmm. uh, sweaty bits and God knows what stuff that now it's fashionable a little bit. Um, so it, it's a way of being civilized. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so as I came here, 
So I came with my best things that I had. And in Romania, it's very, very cold in the winter. So we have serious um, fur coats and all the gadgets for the winter to, to not to freeze to death because you, you talk about minus, minus five, minus 10, God knows. So I came here and this was in time of Diana. Mm -hmm. And in Romania, we were wearing uh, hats and so on, which here was a little bit strange. Mm. So I came with all these kind of um, particularly kind of clothes and fur coats and hats and so on. And I appear in Highgate in that kind of manner. And I'm not sure, but looking back now, I, maybe they thought I'm some kind of uh, lost soul from a madhouse or some kind of very rich um, hooker or God knows what the hell was in that house. But um, they, they gave me some very weird looks. And I went to a party. My husband said, oh, we are going to a party and so on. I said, okay. So I put all my white linen and my mm -hmm. kind of suede, suede, suede um, shoes, high heels. Mm -hmm. As an idiot, all dressed up, all done, just to feel good and, you know, introduce, be introduced to different people mm -hmm. that he knew. And arrived there in the countryside yeah. and was so-called party that my brain was party as I knew it from where I was coming in Romania. And um, was in a field sitting on mm -hmm. uh, some kind of straw bunches of something or benches and so on and I was my violin and everybody was in really kind of rough jeans and unwashed um, sweaty tops and uncombed hair and I mean I must say I, I don't know who was mad me or them but mm -hmm. anyhow plus what did uh, before we arrived uh, did rain mm -hmm. so everything was kind of soft mud and so on and I arrived in this white linen, uh, sweat um, shoes, high heels, mm -hmm. and um, I was like kind of really a mad escape person, <laughs> right? So the first thing is, was, what was the shock? I came and just got out of the car, mm -hmm. and then all my blooming shoes, which was very, very expensive for me, Salamander, I got out of the car, and I know went straight to the bloody mud and they were finished mm. so that was the first thing mm. but never mind put a smile you know i mean you know it's important uh, friends of my husband and so on so shake hands and so on everybody was looking like kind of she must be on drugs or something <laughs> you know it's not right i mean what the hell is she? and the hat i had a hat of course so they, I was just sitting there by myself, and he was talking to all sorts of other people, mm. and I, I, I felt like um, a fly, a very tiny fly, not a fly, a very tiny fly in a huge pond. Mm. And then it was a moment of kind of awakening, and I thought, what have I done? Why, am I, why do I do this to myself? to arrive in this place, mm. to allow actually to be treated in this way. Because to be honest, um, I thought everybody's m so much better educated than me and they speak two, three languages. Everybody's, you know, it's super cool and super intellectual and so on. 
but very fast I have discovered after the first couple of months, they hardly can speak any other language. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. The beautiful English language that I do respect and I still kind of look for it, and it's very rarely you can find it, very few could actually sp speak the language. Yeah. And not only that, um, as education, they, they knew you could talk to them about American culture, of course, because it's UK, yeah. um, UK culture, because everybody knows Shakespeare and Byron and etc. Mm -hmm. And then if you approach them with more international culture, I'm not saying now 100% everybody, but 70%. So you try to make a conversation about any other kind of writer, picture, um, artist around the world. Uh, we talk about Japanese, we talk about French, we talk mm -hmm. about Italians and so on. They know, okay, they know Leonardo da Vinci, they know Michelangelo. Some of them know about Dumas. Um, but actually, if you go on more details, then you are talking to yourself. And I just thought, I am putting myself to a lower level for some people that actually who are they and how can they prove they are better than me? Mm. Because that's how it is. Life is a jungle. The society is a jungle. Mm. Even if you aren't or not, you, utopic, uh, utopia um, society doesn't exist. Only in our brain. Mm. So that was little by little I realized actually um, I have to adapt and to, to, to leave my kind of clothes and shoes and jewelry and fur coats especially because fur coats was in that time was a massive demonstration against fur coats and they i don't know if people remember they were throwing paint on your back or cutting your your coat and so on so what i have done i took i came actually with uh, three one long uh, fur coat and two um, short ones with, with and my handbags and everything else with leather and so on and, and, the, and the hats, fox uh, fur um, hats and so on, all this stuff, the fur. Oh, uh, I took them and I, I took them to the ox farm. Mm. So when I took them to the ox farm and I just plonked this kind of huge quantity of fur coats, which I could sell, it's true, um, then I remember the person, that was in Finchley, North London, um, she had a shock because she didn't know actually if, if I stolen them mm. or actually who I am. Plus I had, uh, my accent was very, very strong. Yeah. So I was looking like somebody who broke into a house yeah, and I, 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 I took the, yeah. all, all the kind of super expensive stuff. So that was interesting experience too. But you know what? You you little by little your skin is getting harder and you learn. And then to be honest, after so many years nothing does impress you anymore mm. if people are rude. So I can tell you lots of stories like this. Lots of stories. And and not only that, they, they sort of well, ah uh, somebody said to me, Ah, oh, in Romania do you, do you eat with the fork and the knife? I'm not going to say who was it. <laughs> and I look, I thought, what the hell do you think you... And I said, what do you mean? And I said, 
well, uh, and I said, do you know where Romania is to mm -hmm. start with? Do you know what you're talking about? And he said, yeah, it's, it's in Europe. And I said, but do you know where in Europe it is? Mm. Do you know, you know Russia? Yeah. So then if you think about Russia, and he said, oh, I'm not interested, I'm not interested, but I was just curious to know how, how life is there and what do you eat? So then I thought, well, okay, let's have fun. I said, no, actually, <laughs> we are hunting with our bare hands. <laughs> we are grabbing something and um, we just kill the animal <laughs> and then we just tear the meat out of the bones and so on. And oh, it, the, the funny thing was that this particular person kind of look at me, look at me. The other ones were kind of listening yeah. and they didn't know, am I Telling the truth. true or yeah. not? And then they were getting quite serious. They start believing me because I like to, to play pranks like this because, you know, why not if people, the brain doesn't work? So, um, and then I said, no, calm down. I'm, I'm not a carnivore. Calm down. I'm not a cannibal. It's not true. I'm just taking, it's a joke. And they, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> we knew that. And I said, yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> so after you, um, after you arrived, I know that with, um, with Dwu, you set up a salon at some point, you trained to be. Yeah, I had all sorts of adventures before that. But then just to make a point, mm -hmm. as I came here, because everybody has a destiny and, and, and a luck in life and, and a kind of a star, a um, <clears throat> couple of months before I came, a month before I came, the law have changed because normally, automatically, if you are married, mm -hmm. Uh, you have the citizenship. Well, because I'm very lucky, generally speaking, a month before, they changed the law. Mm -hmm. So then you have to wait for up to five years to, to have the citizenship. Mm -hmm. So that was another fun side of it. Um, and not only that, because Romania was not in EU in that time and was looked like the third tier of Europe, mm -hmm. Um, they haven't recognized absolutely none of my diplomas, mm -hmm. none of my students, not even the, the, the kindergarten, forget mm -hmm. about university and so on. So regarding this, yeah. apropos of your question, so I, I, I had to kind of survive. So I've done lots of different jobs and so on. Um, nothing kind of crazy and funny. A serious job, working very, very hard, seven days, seven days in a week. Mm. So, um, and I thought always, if you go somewhere, doesn't matter what country it is, and you decide to stay there, you have to try, you have to speak the language as good as you can. You have to respect the law mm -hmm. and you shouldn't actually ask for nothing because you chose to go in that place. Mm. So you are responsible for yourself. And that's the way I've been brought up. So um, I have done, um, um, I, I have to re-qualify myself. So yeah. I became a beauty therapist. Mm -hmm. So Why I did you choose to become a beauty therapist? Because the, what I have studied, uh, I study cybernetics, so to, to come and to do that, mm. they, in that time, they, I have to start all the school from scratch mm. to, to, to give the differences, I mean, to have the diploma in English yeah. way, and it, every step from the kind of 
basic school, elementary school, college and university was um, a lot of money and I didn't have the money. Mm. So that's the truth. So I had to find a way to survive. So the quickest way to qualify in, in less than five years, yeah. uh, which the other thing did ask my time in that way, was actually this um, uh, beauty therapist, mm -hmm. which was only two years. Okay. And was much, much cheaper. Mm -hmm. Plus, I, of course, as, as a woman, I always have an interest, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I've been brought up in a kind of medical family and um, I knew quite a lot of alternative medicine mm -hmm. I studied in Romania because it was very interesting because of my dad he was very much into that what did he do when he was a vet so my my dad was a vet at the end he mm -hmm. started uh, at the beginning he studied he wanted to be a surgeon so he started medicine mm -hmm. and um, after two years, the family said, uh, as it was in old times, he was the first uh, boy in the family, the head of family, supposed to be later. Mm -hmm. And they said, because we have so many farms and so many kind of um, um, businesses, medicine to us is not going to be useful. Yeah. So they said, you have to do something that actually we can use in all, all our businesses mm -hmm. and because they had lots of uh, farms so they say you have to be a vet mm -hmm. so that was a, a bitter twist in his life and he he did regret it but actually at the end he was a very good vet and in a way it actually saved his life mm -hmm. interesting how destiny turned so he was a vet but then he always treated um, animals, he was treating even humans actually in parallel, and applying a lot of alternative medicine yeah. uh, entangled with, with the orthodox medicine. Mm -hmm. And then he, he, he did say many times, it's more difficult to be a vet, if you are a responsible vet, of course, than to be a human, because animals can't talk. Of, mm -hmm. of course you can kill, who cares, you don't they can't sue you and this and that. But actually, if you are a dedicated uh, medical profession, you have to save the life. If you, if that is not a passion, it doesn't matter if you are a vet or a normal orthodox doctor, don't touch it. Mm. So he introduced me to all these kind of plants and all sorts of kind of strange mixture. In As I was in Bucharest, I hardly had ever antibiotics yeah i had all the vaccination that you're supposed to do um but um what were some of the alternative things that you incorporated into being a beauty therapist do you remember well, lots of, of you yeah, yeah 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 it's a lot of it's the thing is when i opened my um, uh, the uh, my practice um all this alternative medicine and all this kind of homeopathic and etc. Homeopathic was a little bit, but alternative medicine or, or uh, treating with plants of fruits, vegetables and so mm -hmm. on didn't exist. And I thought, ah, well, I'm going to open this place mm -hmm. and I'm going to have everything done fresh. Mm -hmm. So actually you can use from avocado, 
um, cactus, you can use aloe vera, which is one of the most powerful things. You can use mean you can use lots of fruits and vegetables, and you create actually the 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 treatment with mm. that depending. Plus, introduce them with a little bit of impulse of a, um, electric okay. treatment. So actually, the chemical reaction is starting in in the moment that you give the electric impulse a little bit. You don't feel anything. But then it's it's creating through the enzymes and acidity, whatever you use, a reaction that actually can, when you apply it on the skin, mm-hmm. it will break down uh, the uh, absorption much quicker okay. in the skin. And what were some of the? Can you remember some of the combinations that you made, or some of the things that you'd use? Well, that the things that actually funny enough, uh, all this what what was that? Because I was laughing to myself. If you talk about the uh, uh, body, no body shop, body shop with yeah. all the creams and so on, we're supposed to be, and so many these days, we're supposed to be fresh with no chemicals, no this, no that, well, no preservatives. Well, I'm very sorry, and I would like somebody to prove that to me, because if it is a combination mm. of any vegetables or any fruits, any plants, that you put minimum two together, right? Mm-hmm. And if you put them even in a dark box, mm-hmm. which I don't put generally, many of them, mm-hmm. and you keep it to the, the room temperature, mm-hmm. the mom, in the moment you actually you cut and you mix them, they start the reaction. So it's no way you can keep them in big quantities in a shop and so on. They all have some kind of form of preservative. Mm. So it's nothing 100% or even 90%, so pure and magic, whatever. So talking about that, well, you can take the aloe. Your aloe, you can take a branch, you break it, and you can just apply. You can use it as a mask, hydration, healing, got lots of things. You take, you can make it combined with avocado, depend on what problems you have. Mm. Then you take egg, egg, you combine uh, the yolk, depending if you have oily or dry skin. It's just thing that, I mean, this this nothing, you're under the sun. Mm. If you talk about, if you think about from Egyptian time and before Persians they were using, and even nettle, you can use nettle because it's it's refreshing the skin, mm-hmm. um, and you can combine that. You can combine that with um, a little bit of, um, let's say, yolk in yeah. some cases, which is astringent. So it would be like a lifting mask. Mask. Um, there are lots of things you can do. I mean, it's, nature gives you a lot. You can do masks with yeast actually if mm-hmm. you have some problems. Um, but then you have to be careful because they can irritate you. The same with lavender, with the pure oils. Pure oils are the very most powerful things that you can use. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the 100% or 90% pure oil, not mm-hmm. the stuff that we buy. Because that's diluted. So with that thing, you have to be extremely, extremely careful. And you, you are talking about putting a drop to one of the masks or if you make a cream. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, what were some of the harder things, what were some of the challenges that you had when you were running the salon? Was it easy to... Well, when I had, I, no, I had mega challenges because it, the salon was actually, I think I got myself in a, in a twist, but I was so full of energy and I was, 
I believe so much in what I knew, mm. then it, this is generally the thing that everybody you know should do. It if you want something and you believe it a hundred percent, just go for it. Because if you don't go, you get bitter and twisted, and it's no point even to breathe. So just go for what you think it's it's positive and good. And sometimes listen to people, but don't take it too seriously. If you feel it, as I say, always in your bones, mm. inside of you, and you are sure, go for it. So I start, the, the shop didn't have a very nice name because mm. it was run down and had a hair side, a hair salon, and then had the sun beds because fashionable in that time. We talk about... Uh, 1990 now um, and uh, 1987 1990 something like that mm. and um, in the first year when i had i was going shopping every morning having lots of different plants lots of different fruits <laughs> vegetables it was like a like really market over there <laughs> for groceries but anyway so i start actually creating these things and some people, um, they were actually, what am I doing? Am I mad? Because nobody was doing it in yeah. London. was nothing here, absolutely nothing. So the trend was bigger pots you have, nice smell, and to look good in the bathroom. That was very important. That, that was the trick. Mm -hmm. So here I come with my salads and God knows what <laughs> mixture I was doing with essentially... So they were scared, they didn't know what the hell I'm doing, so it didn't go very well, except in few of them, which were from other country, whatever. Um, they, they became my normal kind of clients, and they realized what the extraordinary things I'm doing. Yeah. And then, because of that, and I said, well, or I'm going bankrupt, or I have to change, because this doesn't work. Yeah. So you, you have to be flexible and go with whatever goes in society. So then I had the franchise from René Guinon, which is a very good product, which is not very easy to have it, but anyway. So with that thing, I start actually, and everything went very nicely. Mm. But then I was doing in parallel my kind of treatments that I believe in it. And then after kind of four or five years, things start to kind of appear here and there because royal family had homeopathic treatment, so that was something. Mm. And then they start, somebody's done some alternative uh, treatment and so on, and everything started to kind of be in the right place. But anyway. In the end, it was a success. was a success, but then I have to uh, sell it because the, the, the life got very complicated, and then you, you put yourself... Okay, you make the money, mm. but you don't have time to make the money, yeah. to, to spend the money. But not only that, um, it's not all about the money in life, actually. I love what I was doing, but I was working from 7 o'clock up to sometime even 11, uh, and still have, I was coming home and to deal with all the bits and pieces to prepare for next day. Mm. Uh, then I had people working for me in different, like with a hair salon and the sunbeds and this and that. And I had people and always somebody is ill yeah. or, oh, oh, I cannot uh, work because I have my period coming, so I'm in pain. What the hell is that? 
That was another shock to me. Mm. All my cat is hanging in the tree and I don't know, stupid stuff like that. So I always have to kind of change appointments. I mean, it was very stressful from yeah. that point of view because I was taking people, training them. But then after a while, they, they said, oh, it's too much to work. It's difficult. And it doesn't matter how much you pay them because I was paying them as much as they were paying in, in uh, West End in Sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And I was doing nice things for them and take them out and whatever or holiday. And still, um, it's interesting anyway. As you've gotten older, are there treatments or things that you still do? Or how has your attitude to beauty evolved as you've gotten older? What would you say are the key principles that you... Simplicity. By? Yeah? Simplicity, like everything in life. Um, Okay, as you get older, because of course, um, if you there are stages in particular stages that actually the body gets uh, is developing, and then after that it's kind of slowing down mm -hmm. and hormonal changes and lots of other things. So um, you can't say you can use the same thing, f let's say today, and in four or five years I'm still using it. Yeah, I'm talking about moisturizing toners etc mm. um so you have to actually see how you, you you your body is changing how your skin is changing how your health you talk about the inside more than outside people put too much value for outside than what's supposed to be inside proper mm. so um i think that they are pro there are so many products and let's don't forget most of all the creams, most of all the masks, masks not so much, but the most of the creams, night, day, whatever, the basic to be a cream, it is the same. So they use the same porter, let's say. Which is? Which could be, um, um, actually, if you talk about, if you want it more oily or not, and so mm -hmm. on. So you, you have actually... The combination in all time was like a, a, a butter or, or lanolin or something like that. Mm. Now it's changed, so they have more kind of um, softer, um, lighter, lighter combination mm. of vegetables, oil, and so yeah. on. But that de depends for which which direction you go, because it's not only day and night cream. You talk about different type of skins and so on. But it's the same thing, the same thing. And the rest, it's just like you put layers in, in a cake. Mm -hmm. So, but you have to have the blood, you have to have the, yeah. the material to make it with. So, um, and the thing is there are more and more st stronger and stronger stimulants where actually if you push your skin too early, yeah. Uh, it's like with, with, with the body muscle, like an athlete, you know, you, you, you too much, you exercise it, it's going to, something is going to happen. What it's, do you it's think of people who use, for example, strong acids on their face from age 30 onwards, retinoids? Well, I know, I know, I know people and I heard the road around, forget about 30. I don't know, it's this idiotic thing now, you talk about 15 they have Botox, 15 even early, and they have acids and goodness why, because everything is available. Mm -hmm. 
it's a disaster what's happening and, th and there is no I, th I think it's uh, they will do anything just to look in a particular way and mm -hmm. like like standard looks now in the street and uh, it's nice to see individual I mean to who you are really because everybody has the same puffed up lips everybody has has thousands of eyelashes I don't know how how on earth they they open their eyes and close <laughs> their eyes because they have the top and the bottom now mm -hmm. um, God knows what implants and God knows I mean it's just a joke I'm, I, I don't understand why are they doing this what do you think about Botox and plastic surgery generally I'm not against it mm -hmm. but then everything in moderation mm -hmm. And if you need it, but then to have a, from 15 a kiddo because it has one or two lines um, to, to do that, because that is just paralyzing the nerve. So yeah. it, it's, it's actually coming from some horrible um, health problem developed. Yeah. And, and to do that, and they do lots of other things. They do lots of, forget that, that now they are doing um, rolling on the face with um, micro needles, uh, but then with not uh, uh, venom, yeah, uh, which is particular well diluted, of course, and so on, just to actually excite the 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 cells, the uh, the, the epidermis, in just to kind of create more new cells. Mm. I mean, why the hell do you poison yourself? If you do something like that too much and you overstimulate the skin, does it eventually get used to it and it stops responding? No, it's just it's just collapsing because you have the peripheral capillaries which can't take so much. You you it's like you're scratching your skin in the same place. So what's mm -hmm. going to happen? So you 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 excite the peripheral nerves too, um, and at the end uh, the muscles. How how much can you you excite a muscle? It's like you stretch stretch, but mm -hmm. I mean there is a limit to everything. So it is abusing, it's just abusing your body for a short time in your life to look kind of like porcelain. Mm. Um, but then, so what? Do you think they, they, they are happy? I don't think so. I, I think something massive is, is uh, missing in these people's life. Or bleaching yourself to death to be white, and then the white people go into sunbeds or put lots of creams to, to be darker. I mean, la la land. Yeah. So you talk about the inside... Um, and I know that you do a lot of sport and you've always yeah. done a lot of exercise. Yeah. So why is that such an important part of your life? Well, I've been brought up in, in um, always we've done some kind of sport. So my parents always try with me and my brother. And actually my cousins and the whole family, they're all kind of quite quite not sporty, idiotic, but actually there was to be healthy because mm -hmm. it's creating the certain, all the good in, enzymes. So you feel happy about yourself. You feel strong, you feel balanced, mm -hmm. clear mind, um, you are healthy. I mean, why not do that and stop yourself with Botox instead mm -hmm. or suck your fat? Okay, you can do that too, but you know, first of all, the structure has to be healthy. Yeah. So and the bones, because you, this that's an investment for later in life. So all we've done, I've done sweep. We were they were taking us to different sports or different mm -hmm. activities and seeing which one of them it's more it we feel kind of happier with. Mm -hmm. So we started that. So we're going like two three times uh, a week. 
That doesn't mean we didn't have, we had to perform at the school. Yeah. So it's not like you forget about the school, you just go sporting. So was that atmosphere. And um, then coming here, I'll be honest with me, was a year or so, because I didn't have the money and possibility to go to do any exercise mm. as I came here. Um, and then I, I start kind of finding different classes and different things in different churches, halls yeah. and all sorts of strange things. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so I, I had to kind of find them and I have to work what's right and what's not because there are lots of uh, classes that actually they don't have a clue what they are doing because it's very easy to have a diploma and something around here. Yeah. And so generally I always done Pilates mm -hmm. and the best is a reform Pilates. Mm. which I, I think everybody should do it uh, because in, with that you really um, real, you can breathe properly mm. and you can work against the reformer where in a particularly structured way where on the floor it's a little bit um, whatever mm. it's not 100% not, not Pilates and then um, I've done some yoga. I, I, I try all sorts of things. If you don't try, you don't know. Yeah. And I need it because I needed to start with, as I said, in, after the second year being here, was a way actually to go away from, from work, from uh, a support, mentally support, yeah. for um, surviving and transforming myself a little bit, compromising. To be able to 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 stay in this country mm. and today you still i mean at 64 you're still very active i've always been very active because the thing is if i if i have a problem if i'm down if i'm going kind of very even when i'm very tired or even if if i had kind of period pains and everybody's saying oh god i have to have a hot bottle and so on i remember my dad said don't even think about it out you go and just go, don't run, but go very quickly, put your body to work and you feel better. Mm -hmm. And I remember that. And um, I hated him for that, <laughs> for us in peace. But anyway, but after two, three times when he came with me and said, come on, come on, you know, kick my ass. And actually, after the 10 minutes, 15 minutes, the body is rebalancing and you feel good. You don't have the pressure. You are not bloated, you know, because all we have a way of actually readapting ourselves, mm. and we forget about that. But you have to time it. Yeah. What about the mental side of things? Well, because I know that you've all, you you're interested in meditation. In yes. That, in that kind of thing. So yes, I think. But again, I I say thank you to my parents, and I kind of told you some couple of things like that. Um, in the morning and in the evening, I always, uh, my parents said, you have to have minimum five minutes. Just close your eyes and just go through your days. Mm -hmm. This is in the evening. And, and do the positive side and something non-negative, I'm saying, but something that you want to change mm -hmm. or happen and you, don't, you want to close it, put it in the box and straight away mentally. So always I do this in the evening. So it's a coming down and have a conclusion of the day. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, when you, when you wake up, then always, um, 
you have a plan and you know what you're going to do and so on. But think, how do you want to change one thing in that day that mm. actually can be better than if you've done it before? Yeah. So that's that's nothing. So it's a routine that I've done it since I was like, I don't know, six, seven, something like that. Yeah. And and works for me. I'm not saying it's perfect. But um, um, and then if I if I have serious problems, then mm -hmm. I always go somewhere like in the forest or in a park. And I must say, yes, I do cuddle trees. I talk yeah. to trees and so on. And I don't care. That's my way. Because you reconnect with the nature. nature. Yeah, I think we forgot about this. You know, we live with the cement and noise and lots of pollution and so on. And uh, we ignore the the real nature, the the real who we are. So, final question then: mm. When would you say is where you feel your best, where you feel happiest, calmest? When do you feel your your best? This is yeah, but are you saying best as myself or best as? Um, spiritual regarding complete there are two things because if i'm very the happiest is spiritual complete mm. in in a kind of a human um, all-around way let's put it this way it's quite a complicated subject here then then i am when i am with my family mm -hmm. and when or when i had the dog with my family so mm -hmm. when i'm with my daughter my husband if I have my parents, so I have this cell, family cell, that's the most important because that's the base mm -hmm. and you never ever should forget that from where you are and who you are. Uh, regarding myself as an individual now, mm -hmm. for myself, singular, not interacting with anything, it's... Um, I think when I when I I regret I don't have a dog. It's when I go um, and it's a lovely forest mm -hmm. with a river. So I I just kind of listen to every every noise, the leaves. It doesn't matter if it's raining or if it's a storm or whatever. It's just to be in the nature, and mm -hmm. then I just kind of contemplate myself, and I keep saying, "How bloody lucky is I'm still alive? I can walk." Mm. Um, I still, um, I have everything that I need, mm -hmm. and um, um, how lucky is to have a, a child? Mm. I mean, what more can you want? Money comes and goes, but you can't buy, with money, what can you buy? Can you buy health? Can you buy life? Mm -hmm. Okay, you can buy treatments, or you can buy lots of gadgets and so on and you can pay a doctor to do wonderful things to you. But when your time is coming, that's it. Mm. So you leave as we come, so we go. So make every day to count. And I think be lucky, even if it's negative something, it's horrible happened to you. But then if you learn always, it's a light at the end of the tunnel, as they say, something positive, must be something tiny tiny thing positive in that horrible thing that's happened to you just the the, the fact that you are breathing mm. and there is a hope and you go through that and you say i'm so damn lucky that's my philosophy 
Thank you, Mama. Yes, she's my daughter, dear <laughs> ones. Yes, thank you. So, I hope that you enjoyed that. And let me know if you have any questions or comments for my mom. I will pass them on to her. She doesn't have social media, but you can find me at Witterfresh, spelled as it sounds, and I will pass on your feedback to her. As always, thank you so much for listening, for making it this far. Um, and I hope to see you back for our next episode in a couple weeks. Until then, take care.